You know, Kylie could diagnose the issue in half the time. Mr. Waters, he wants to do it this way. Uh, doesn't want our station to find out he's been talking. You know what? Never mind the long story. Just let him finish up. I think he's almost done. Damn it. Should've put up the cargo door when we got in. Doesn't do anybody any good to second guess now, Zeke. How bad are we looking? What did they do to our transports? I thought they messed up the transaxle something bad. Turns out just a minor hydraulic leak patched that line easy. The drive shaft, whole other matter. Took damn is gonna need to be repaired. Also, the batteries are 100% drained. And not just these, those two cargo movers or whatever they are nearby, also have drained batteries. Why don't we just take one of these station vehicles back to Amundsen Scott or scavenge the parts to fix it? No, no, no good. Remember what Dr. Wainwright told us. Anything they took with them outside of a mile went all shimmery and disappeared. We might get to that mile marker, but then we'd be back to square one. We must fix it only with the materials that we brought with us. I can repair the drive shaft, but it's going to take time. We're charging the batteries. I have no idea how we're going to do that with the stuff we brought. Mr. Waters, how much of this uh, situation around here do you understand? Well, I've read everything on the topic from Hawking, Kaku, Dyson, Roslin. Most importantly, I write Star Trek fan fiction, so I think I have all of the bases covered. If we were to take one of the station's vehicles that were affected by the creatures, Use that battery to jumpstart the Navi. With the recharge, get our alternator running and generating our own electrical charge. Huh. Well, well, yeah, I don't... Yeah, that should work. There might be a bit of a drain from any electricity generated from the future battery, but with the Navi's alternator running, we'd more than make up the difference no problem on the way home. Great idea, good thinking, deputy. How much time we got left before this place Houdini's on us? Uh, like 48 hours. Less than two days. Less than two days to weld up this drive shaft? We're going to plumbing like my Uncle Lucius told me. All right, I'm going to get to it. M, hand me that toolkit over there. Dr. Lorenz, Wainwright, where are you? Third floor, primary science lab. We found the lead scientist's office, and we're trying to access his logs currently. You okay down here, Zeke? Yeah, little man, all good. We got the loading dock door sealed. Memory's computer one will tell if those things start to come back. Go make sure they ain't getting into some serious shit up there. Mr. Waters and I are heading up. We'll fill you in repair updates. Mr. Waters? Deputy. Not a good idea. If they should happen to fail while we're moving in them, there'll be more time to spend trying to free us. The stairs are right over there. Psh! Hey, Kylie? Yes, Father? Run diagnostics on the station's lift systems, please. One moment. Routine diagnostics show all lift systems operating within normal, acceptable parameters. Thank you, honey. Happy to help, Father. 
Okay, the fact that the system's computer is calling you father isn't weird to you? Oh, no! Apparently, in the future, I develop a sophisticated artificial intelligence which gets deployed. I've known for a while now, Deputy Marshal, that uh, my, my situation doesn't allow for children. I mean, well, we could always adopt, but creating intelligence, helping it grow and learn, taking pride in its accomplishments is pretty much the parenting situation I'd always hoped for. So calling me father is, it's not weird. It's heartwarming to me. Now, if I had her calling me daddy. Okay, all right, yeah, point taken. Let's not go there. Huh, no buttons. This station is from the future, Deputy. You have to start thinking like Chris and I. <clears throat> Level three, please. Really? Elevator music. We don't progress beyond. Elevator music. All right now, come on, I like it. Who doesn't enjoy a jaunty tune while riding in an elevator? Music off. You tell Wainwright or Lorenz that you're able to grant Master Systems access yet? <sighs> no, um, I figured it best to not allow them access to anything unless I was around. Not saying that I don't trust them, but... Well, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't trust them. Wise move. Let's, uh, let's keep that tidbit to ourselves. Have them come to you for any station's higher functions or downloadings. Now attempting to access file subroutine A73. Still no effect. Switching to file subroutine C99. Requisition and request manifest. I think we're getting closer. File subroutine D141. Now the air in here is even drier than out there. What exactly are you looking for? Station logs, progressor update reports, system upgrade lists, anything that can tell us who these people were and what they were working on. You, Mr. Waters... Hey, hey! We hired you as this station's internet technology specialist. Conduct your trade on this frustrating piece of computational consternation. Hmm. Life forms. You tiny little life forms. Where are you? Station file logs accessed. Please indicate station individual logs to access and time frame for playback. That was it! That... I have been working on this for two hours. It took you five seconds and three keystrokes to get access. I mean, remember, Doc, I apparently designed and built this station interface system, including the artificial intelligence. If I wanted to get into a specific system, I'd program it to respond to just what I did. Or I will do. Or I will program it to respond. Oh boy, not this again. Have your machine show us the chief scientist logs from uh, the, all recordings from the last week of records, chronologically. Machine. 
Sweetie, would you be so kind as to play back the chief scientist's final log entries going back one week? Of course, Father. Accessing now. Please stand by. Father? I'll explain later. Oh, that's so weird. Uh-huh. Dr. Morgan Nash, Project Tranquility, Day 239, August 9th, 2052. Oh! Holographic projection capability! Uh, Sweet! Please. Ottawa has cleared us to proceed with Phase 3. Uh, we think we're finally onto something. Utilizing nonlinear vacuum energy extraction, we believe electrical rectification will prove the 1993 thermodynamic analysis by Colin Puthoff. We intend to extract energy and heat from EM zero-point radiation by using the Kashmir force. We've created a special apparatus leveraging the works of Dr. Robert Forward in physics and Dr. Lawrence Wainwright in dark matter research. We've created a vacuum fluctuation battery by stacking conducting plates. We will apply the same polarity charge to all the plates and create a repulsive force between each one, 80 plates in total, thereby opposing the Kashmir force, which is acting to press the plates together. As we begin to modify the electrostatic force, it should allow the Kashmir force to dominate and by proxy add energy to the electrical field between the plates. This, we predict, will convert zero-point energy to electrical energy. The last uplink we had with Borargard Lowing indicated that that we had the green light to proceed. Uh, we've been told that not only the head of R&D will be watching, but Chairman Madeline Dantes and the entire board of directors will be in a special session when we attempt to power up. <laughs> to say that the team has butterflies would be an understatement. <laughs> um, the plan is to proceed in the morning after routine diagnostic checks are completed. Um, Kylie, remaining time to completion? There is 8 hours 21 minutes remaining, Dr. Nash. Diagnostics at 42% completion. Upgrades integrating and everything looks favorable thus far. Thank you, Kylie. Um, please wake me and Dr. Carter upon completion. <laughs> big day tomorrow. <laughs> big day, big day. It should have worked. All diagnostics were favorable. All, all data projections and projection models and, 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 and they showed that we had resolved the 120 order of magnitude problem. Zero point photons below 1.7 terahertz were all gravitationally active. It's just as they should have been. There, there was, there was some outside interference. Kylie has been offline, and the station AI technicians are working to reestablish her mainframes. We created something. We, we presently have it contained within an electrified and reinforced Faraday cage. 
thus far we're not seeing any sort of radiation or, or in a negative environmental effects. Why are the lights flickering? Get somebody from maintenance up here and check this out! I'm trying to still understand what could have caused this interaction. The readings from our probes... They, they don't make sense. There was an introduction of W boson particles at the midpoint of the electrical generation field? That interference wasn't us. Our particle accelerator is only now back online after constant interference and there hasn't been another in Antarctica in for 30 years? Just as quickly as one of these goes out! Damage control teams to science too! I'll get back to you, Ottawa. It's August 10th, 52... I don't know. <sighs> um, 17 more people are missing. Uh, it, it has been, um, two days since the experiment failed. One day since whatever it was broke out of containment. Johansson, Carter, Merrifield and, and Young were in the room when 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 it escaped. <laughs> we we found parts of Carter. Nothing from the others. Kylie is still not back online. Should be another twelve hours. Uh, our optical light link to the Overwatch satellite is not functioning. It, it wasn't damaged in the experiment failure, so there, there's no logical reason why it shouldn't be working. Um, one of DeWalt's men has a late 20th century ham radio that they've rebuilt. Uh, it can still get military and, and, and various frequencies. At, at least... At least they should be... We, we, we thought it was the Aurora Disturbance at first, and until we realized there hasn't been an Aurora in days. There are 620 souls on this station, and 190 are not accounted for. I have ordered all staff to barricade in the north side berths one, two, and three. Nobody's been able to get a good look at whatever in God's name this thing is. And at this rate, we'll, we'll be gone. All of us in two days. It, it has been reported that, that every time it comes into close contact with a, a, a power source, that, that source is drained. <laughs> Flashlights, tablets, workbooks, holonets, everything with a power core system seems to get exhausted in its presence. 
We have no idea what it is. I have gone over the telemetry a thousand times from the experiment attempt. There is nothing that would have caused this. It doesn't make sense. Nobody on this continent is presently working with anything dealing with Higgs boson particles. August 12th, 2052. August 13th, it's 2052. It's, um, Tuesday. Maybe, um... There are 16 of us left. Finally, we, we, we finally got a look at them. Them. It's not one, it's them. Many, it's, it's, it's... So many. We don't have a name for them. Of course, they're, they're uh, multi-legged, big. Huge! It's one of them the size of Jackson! My German Shepherd. <laughs> My poor German Shepherd. We saw two of these things drop from the ceiling and drag Jeffers away. The noise he made. The noise he made when they dragged him, dragged him away and down the hall. He's scratching the ground. Um, <laughs> they, they are fast. They are fast. They move and they jump like, like crabs. <laughs> crabs don't jump. <laughs> uh, no, not, not like crabs. Um, arachnids, like arachnids. Um, they're pure white and, and it's silvery and. <laughs> That's why we couldn't see them outside in the drifts or the snow. <sighs> They're white. We've closed all the access points to the station, but they're still getting in. Somehow. Kylie! Kylie is back online, and that's the, that's a good thing. That's the only... <laughs> Flat! Um, uh, uh, she's been able to reverse electrical polarity and electrify portions of the walls and doors. This slowed them. Um, we've also learned light, light. They hate light. There is a specific spectrum of light that they hate that you're like hell from. And we modified all external station floodlights to that wavelength. They're still coming inside. Uh, we still can't reach the outside. No, but nobody. The fucking radio didn't work. Uh, even the other stations on the ice. No one is responding. that you never hear anything else. Uh, hey, Kylie? Yes, Dr. Nash? Bugs ever, please. <laughs> I 
This is where I'm going to die. <sighs> a few people trying to make it out on a snowcat. We're trying to make it to the old uh, Emmons and Scott site. <coughs> <coughs> Uh, it's the closest landmark to and their arches have survived the battle fairly well they all the others they made it about 400 yards and then they were swarmed they were running silent they were no lights, no radios. The cat was the only power source in the middle of nothing, and that's how they fucking. Oh, that's how they. Oh, be back. Um, I will be back. Dr. Nash, they. God damn it. Doesn't matter. I'm it. I'm the last one. Uh, all the others gone. It's been two weeks. I came up with a way to shield my body energy by uh, insulating. It's it's a uh, sort of Faraday suits. Uh, low energy electrification of. Conductive fibers. I, I'm invisible to them. Problem is, there's no place to go. I, every direction I walk, I, I come against a purple and blue energy mist swirling, swirling around the station complex in, in, in every direction. I've taken Kylie offline to preserve and prolong power. Those, those things, the, the spiders, more or less, lost interest when there was no more energy and no more power. I have no idea where they went. I'm tired. No communications. No people. Just cold. Death. Chickens don't get a boat! 
This is natural murder! I'm here! Dinner is here, you bastards! Hey, people! Check it out! I'm a lunchable! Ice spiders out this far? You've heard of them. Well, yeah. Live out McMurdo Sound, under the water. They can get pretty big, about the size of a dinner plate. But the size of a Doberman? That's new. Uh, apparently that's what these things are. Thanks. You mean there's more than one? Yep. At least that's what the scientists in the recording said. Well, not to add to the list of our ever-growing problems, but I'm not comfortable with Wainwright or Lawrence taking any future tech back with them. I know they can't get physical items past the, well, I guess it's an event horizon technically, but who knows if downloaded data will make it through. Photos of equipment, handwritten sketches, and copying scientific formulas. If fanfic has taught us anything, bringing back future knowledge to the past is disastrous. Well, you get no argument from me. There are very few organizations I trust less than Bo Low. Getting their hands on future technology can only lead to their weaponizing it or leveraging it for their own financial or influential gain. How you plan to get them not to look or read stuff? I mean, they kind of already have. Good question. Maybe we should find something to keep them occupied going forward. Perhaps help out our chances for survival as opposed to treating this place like a used bookstore. You think Wainwright gonna take orders from you? He kind of already told you his thoughts on that one. Mr. Waters, can you have Kylie keep an eye on the doctors and what they're doing in the science base? Make sure they don't try to access any systems or attempt to any downloads. No problemo. I still haven't given them access rights to the station or normal operational functions. I'm just, I'm not comfortable with that. Good. Zeke? Yeah, yeah, still working. Uh, I got the batteries back up and charging. I'll get the Altana running just before we head out and start building up the 2022 battery charge. We should have about 33 hours left before shimmering time. 36, Zeke! Oh, see, there you go, long man. Things always start to look up. Kylie, what's happening? There was a momentary power drain emanating in level one south first section. Staff lounge south, one seven. I'm bypassing electrical systems to avoid a surge. The spiders? While I cannot detect any with the electrical bypass currently in effect, that would be consistent with the previous attacks on this station. I will begin locking down doors and crossover bridges to that section. It's a decent bet they're in the station. I'm curious what took them so long to notice us. Colossendus megalonyx, while primarily aquatic, have been observed to enter a hibernation phase to preserve food until plankton and other marine drifters exist in large enough quantities to sustain them. I apologize, U.S. Marshal Bass Marlow. However, I am still not able to establish a data uplink to the stationary Beauregard mowing satellites. My optical uplinks are being reflected back. I cannot provide you with a current plankton count. I thought plankton lived under the water. That is correct. This facility was constructed atop a giant frozen lake from the Eocene Epoch, 50 
six million years ago. One of the station's primary research topics was aquatic paleontology. The Colossendus megalonics, or ice spiders, as you describe them, were also plentiful in the region. So, oh shit. When we arrived here, the power was off. Yeah, so? In the recording we saw, Dr. Uh, Frozen TV Dinner said these things are attracted to electrical fields. It's what they feed off of. From anything emitting an electrical field. I'm still not following you, long man. Zeke, what was the first thing we did when we got here? We powered the station back on. Oh, shit. Kylie, immediate power down and enter safe mode. Moving to power safe operations. Unless you would like otherwise, I will keep station heating and my own systems running. Uh, heating? No, switch it off. Just keep enough juice flowing to maintain your own systems, Kylie. Would someone please explain to me why we just lost power? These spiders are attracted to energy. They feed off it. The station's computer said these things hibernate when there isn't enough food supply until enough comes around again. Well, we just lit up a bright neon human smorgasbord buffet restaurant sign when we arrived. These things could wake up and want to feed at any time. The hell is that? One of the creatures is attempting to break through and cross over the bridge from the South Berths Level 1 into the Central Access Hub. How many are there? One. One of the creatures made it in the station. It was feeding off the power in Level 1 Berths, but we cut off its food supply and it's now moving to the next largest energy source it can smell, us. Well then, by all means, Deputy Marshal, turn the power back on. No, don't you get it, Doctor? The more power we turn on, the higher the intensity and the faster these things will wake from hibernation. The fact we're only having to deal with one right now is... Word you're looking for, Bass, is a miracle. Not now, Zeke. Then I suggest that you and Mr. Bustamante expedite your repairs of the ice vehicles so we can leave quickly. What the hell does he think I'm doing under this thing? I'm going to go deal with the one that got in. I'd highly recommend everyone to pack it in so when we're ready to go, we can go. I actually am in agreement with you, Deputy Marshal. We deployed all the sensors we need to for the telemetry gathering. Our primary mission was accomplished. Mr. Waters, grab something heavy. If it doesn't stay down after I shoot it, you go berserk on it. I am ready to open up this can of whoop-ass! Please unlock this door. Did it... did it lose interest? Negative, U.S. Marshal Bass Marlowe. It is still there, on the other side of level one first door. It can smell that we're in here. Affirmative. Kylie, when I say so, unlock the door and open it. Mr. Waters, are you ready? Nope, but here we go. All right, then. Now!
Okay, okay, buddy. Okay, all right, all right. Ease down, ease down. All good, all good, Mr. Waters. It's dead. You got it. Oh, yeah. That was a rush. Everybody good? All good. Scratch one ice spider. Everybody is safe for the moment. Wow. These things are really scary. And they smell like wet dog. Ugh. You sure you're okay, Mr. Waters? Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't usually deal with stuff like this other than in video games. Everybody pack it up. Meet in the vehicle bay. I'm not sure how long we have before the den wakes up, but if these things have the numbers that we saw in the video, we'll need to be ready to leave and quickly. Recording stopped. Okay, Diane. Roberta Bondar Research Station. Don't know what the current date is. Well, here, anyway. Uh, we're at T minus 24 hours before the station phase into wherever it is it goes. Zeke is close to having a naughty repaired and ready for travel. The Yeti has full power, but it's shut down. You'll get the naughty's engine turned over and the alternator starting to generate its own power 30 minutes before we start to leave. Did a round count. I have two full mags and only put three rounds down range to drop Charlotte the Ice Spider. So, if there is a silver lining to all this, bullets can drop them. The future scientist wasn't lying before, D. These things are uh, enormous. Uh, imagine a fully grown German Shepherd. Now, take away the handsome dog, a good boy, the personality, the puppy heart and spirit, and replace it with uh, four more legs, 48 more eyes, stark white, almost translucent appearance, oh, a taste for anything conducting energy, including people. That's these things, and they smell exactly like a wet dog. Except these wet dogs don't want belly rubs and scratches. They want your life force. Uh, Diane, before this mission, the most absurd thing I ever saw was the guy who jumped out of a closet with a fully loaded AK while we were detaining our suspect in Jacksonville. Dude unloaded the entire 30 round mag at us within 20 feet and managed not to hit any of the four marshals arresting his brother. Everything in the last six months makes that look like routine paperwork. Plus, I'm recording this from a station that was made in 2044, so. Okay. You know me better than anybody else on the planet. What do I do in a situation like this? Diagnose the problem, determine the issues, formulate a resolution, and execute a plan. Took some back and forth between me, Mr. Waters, and the science twins, but we have us a workable plan. Do you not remember my Scooby-Doo lecture for when you got nickels? Never describe the trap! I think we'll be okay, Mr. Waters. I'm not superstitious. Ah, uh, don't mean to tempt fate, but uh, I am going to outline this. Zeke thinks he'll have repairs completed just before the deadline. Once he's ready and needs to start the naughty to get the electricity generated, we'll have the station's AI power up the level 1 south section to 110% capacity, while everything else in the station remains powered down. Oh, he's actually doing it. Oh, 
as well just drop my glasses on the floor now just pull a velma using the distraction myself and the scientists will take one of the station vehicles to the external power accelerator facility oh no my glasses where are my glasses i can't seem to find them Dr. Wainwright says the control panels from accelerators from several decades ago aren't too dissimilar from those in use today. With luck, he should be able to activate it. The scientist in the recording said that he had just completed repairs when their experiment got loose. I just can't seem to find these glasses anywhere. You want, you want to come help Scoob? Deputy Marshal? I'll be along to make sure the two scientists are safe while they power up the accelerator. From what everybody tells me, the amount of energy this thing produces is uh, stupid intense. Like, uh, Tara Johnny Neutron something. The energy of a particle is measured in electron volts. One electron volt is the energy gained by an electron that accelerates through a one volt electrical field. As they race around the LHC, the protons acquire an energy of 6.5 million million electron volts, known as 6.5 tera electron volts, or TEV. And too, Kylie? Like I said, stupid intense. And this should be irresistible to the ice spiders, who will flock to it like moss to a flame. It will also be more energy than any one creature can absorb, even dozens of these creatures. As they feed, they should essentially burst like a tick with too much blood. The trick will be to regulate the energy output to ensure all creatures are destroyed and uh, making sure the power buildup doesn't cause the accelerator to explode, which I'm told would be bad. Think Zarbamba, Pompeii, Mount St. Helens, and Krakatoa all combined times 50. Yeah! Once the creatures are killed, Zeke and Mr. Waters come by with the naughty. We jump in, haul ass to the one-mile marker, and presumably outside the shimmer zone, as he calls it. Don't do this. Don't say it. Please don't. Uh, We're making the final preparations now. No doubt Wainwright and Lorenz are taking photos of everything not nailed down so they can try to exploit it for Bolo. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Don't say it. All right, Diane. We will make sure my stuff is packed, that we're good to go and get the plan ready to execute upon. What could go wrong? Oh my god, he said it! Just like to tempt fate, huh, Deputy Marshal? Hey, you wanna come over here and maybe we can break some mirrors together? Or, you know, take a stroll under some ladders? Oh, hey, here's an umbrella, let's just open it up inside, what do you think? Still getting a few stragglers down here versus the accelerator. Can you ramp up the power, Doctor? Without it going into the red? No. Just continue to guard the door. I can't afford to be killed in this place. Oh, your concern for us all is touching, Doctor. Power output is at steady 72%. Surely by now all those things should have overconsumed and be dead. I'm watching them on the various monitors. We only speculated several dozens of these creatures. Ah, killed it! How many are there? There must be hundreds! Try thousands. Well, think about it. Many varieties of spiders will lay their eggs inside of a living creature, and the average female spider lays about a hundred slings per egg sac. So with a creature of this size, it's easily a hundred, if not more. How many... How many people did the scientists in the recordings say were on the station? Over 600. 
uh, assuming 100 egg minimum laid in the bodies of the scientists who were dragged off or disappeared. Um, guys, small problem over here. Already on this end, long man. What's the damn holdup? Yeah. Have a new estimate on the number of spiders we need to destroy. We have somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, 60,000. God damn. Excuse my language, Austin. Damn. 60,000 gigagrams? Deputy, we only have 62 minutes remaining until the station shifts back to wherever. This is why, and I can't stress this enough. Why we don't outline the fucking plan, Zoink Scoob? Thank you, Mr. Waters. I am well aware of the time. Doc, can we set this thing on autopilot? This is not a commercial airliner, Deputy Marshal. It is a sophisticated piece of scientific technology, 40 years more advanced than our current technology. It's taking all I have to maintain the power levels and not let them go into the red after each of these creatures implodes. Mr. Waters, can Kylie monitor and adjust the settings or operate the particle accelerator herself? Kylie? Sorry, Father and U.S. Marshal Bass Marlow. Although I can run all station and center systems, international law and the Antarctica Peace Accords prohibit any AI from accessing or operating particle accelerators, colliders, or any other high-energy-related equipment. A human must always be present and in full control. I could, however, walk you through the control processes, Father. Automated control of the accelerator can be accessed through the primary operations deck. WWSD. The goods on the I gotta do this. I should do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Hey, man, we're all nervous around here, but with you muttering your stuff like that, it's making me extra skittish. No time to explain, Zeke. Just be ready. The hell you doing, Emery? Put your ass back in the cab. Deputy, what is the current power output on the accelerator? Dr. Wainwright, 73%. Word 73%, Mr. Waters. Oh, Kylie, can you approximate the current number of ice spiders around the accelerator and the number killed at the current power output? 73%. Op center. Happy to, Father. At present, there are... 58,726 creatures. At current output, Dr. Lawrence Emerson Wainwright is removing approximately 500 a minute. Okay, at uh, present power levels, it would take 117 minutes, 30 seconds to eradicate all of them. Much too long. If I increase output to the red line at 95%, full eradication should only take about 48 minutes, give or take. We'll have Zeke come get you as soon as I get to the op center. Come back to the station and stand by. After the last one is dead, that leaves me two minutes to get to the naughty, four minutes to get us to the outside of the event horizon, leaving everybody uh, a comfortable margin of 60 seconds. Your calculations are confirmed. Why do we always cut these things so close? Zeke! Already on my way to you, old man. Mr. Waters, let us know when you're in ops and at the console. 
already here. Establishing remote telemetry. Dr. Wainwright, I need you to formally hand off access. Should be a flashing blue button upper center of your control board. Access transferred. You now have control, Father. All right, guys. I'll radio once we're clear. Kylie, start walking me through the power up to 95%. Okay, Doctor, it's time to de-ass the area. He's done it. Power's starting to increase, too. Interference to your camera from the high EM field. It may... It... They're losing interest. Stop following us. He must have the energy past 90... Recording stopped. Recording started. Five minutes, 30 seconds. Mr. Waters, you need to start for the naughty now. Keeping her out of the red and at 95% was much harder than anticipated. We still have about 40 creatures left. We cannot let a single one survive. No, 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 no. Stick to the plan, Mr. Waters. Power it down now and head to us. We can have a fully armed team handle these things when the station comes back next year. We are out of time, Deputy Marshal. Mr. Bustamante, stop at the safety point. Shut up, Doctor. Mr. Waters, now. Hey, Zeke. Do you have the Yeti powered up? Is it scanning for crevices? Yeah, man. Been powered up for a while now. She's deployed. We're receiving data. Everything is set. Just need you down here, son. Come on. Down to 20. Kylie, establish site-to-site -site microwave connection with the Yeti and run program Cisco 197. Connection established. Running program. Take them home. Oh, what the hell? I do not have control. The Nadi's driving itself. Stop it, Emery. There is still time. Get down here. Do not do this. You can make it. We are already past the safe point, Deputy. I'm starting to see the station begin to blur, to, to shimmer. There's still 10 of those things left, and someone needs to power down the accelerator safely as well. Damn it, Zeke. Yank every wire connected to the Yeti if you have to. No, Bass. Listen, man, he's right. Don't go now. Don't go ever. We don't know that. I know we're not popular with you right now, Deputy Marshal. But they're correct. <sighs> Talk to Mr. Waters. How are we doing? Just killed the last one. We're clear. Beginning power down sequence. Getting getting a little difficult to see, honestly. Everything's getting blurry. I'm I'm sorry, Deputy Marshal. Sorry for what, Emery? From where I'm sitting, you're pretty much a big goddamn hero. No, no, I'm not a hero, Deputy. I just did what anybody in my situation would have done. Power down sequence looks to be complete. Kylie, please confirm. Con 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 confirm. Hey, hey, Deputy Marshal. Yes, Emery. Would, would you, could you please do me a favor? Anything. What is it? When you get back, 
This is Brian Bradley. Thank you for listening to our show. We are commercial free and able to do so thanks to our amazing sponsors. You can help support 90 Degrees by visiting our Patreon page. Go to 90DegreesPodcast.com. That's the number 90 and Degrees Podcast, all one word, dot com. You'll find a direct link to our Patreon page where you can make a monthly pledge and get shirts, buttons, stickers, or even a shout out as an honorary station pulley. Speaking of, we'd like to send a special shout out to the following pulleys. Nick Wolf, Ernest A. Polron, and Padma Numi. Thank you for your sponsorship. It helps and supports us in so many ways. This has been 90 Degrees South. On behalf of the cast and crew, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you like the episode and are enjoying the series, please remember to give us a like, a share, a tweet, send a raven, or review on iTunes, Audioboom, or your favorite podcast site. It helps us to get the word out and keeps the cold at bay. Until next time. This has been a BMB production.